The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Thank you because we could never, ever have chosen you. Accept our thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for drawing us together unto yourself. Thank you because we can worship you, Lord, without any harassment. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We give you all the glory, Father. We give you all the praise, my Father. We, we thank you for every life present in this place. Thank you for that which eyes have not seen. We thank you for that which ears have not heard, that will break forth in their lives. We thank you for that which has not even begun to enter into the heart of man. Honor, glory, dominion, and majesty we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, today, final Thanksgiving service of the year 2013. Um, we will not see this year again. Praise the name of the Lord. Because it's passing by. And this year has attempted to take some of us with it, but it has failed. And we will see 2014 and beyond in the mighty name of Jesus. And we've Title today's um, someone, Good God. You see, when you look, when we look back, yes, we had challenges this year. Yes, we had losses this year. Yes, we had pains this year. Yes, we had promotions this year. Yes, we had business breakthroughs this year, yet we had all our experiences this year. As we, as, as I went, I mean, and, and, and contemplated on what to share this morning, all that one could say is good God. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, if you are clapping for God, clap for God. Good God. Good God. And our text is taken from Psalm 65 that we prayed. Psalm 65, verse 11a. Psalm 65, verse 11a. The word of God says, You crown the year with your goodness. God always crowns the year with his goodness. Every year is different, of course. And in every year, there are different emphases. 
for individuals and for a community. There are different experiences every year. God emphasizes different things. For example, in the, for the Jews, the sixth year, God gives them, at the end of sixth, the sixth year, God gives them three years harvest. God gives them, in fact, it is just, God is just amazing. They, they sow normally. In the first year, they reap the harvest. In the second year, the same land, they reap the harvest. In the third year, they reap the harvest. When it gets to the sixth year, they sow normally the same square meter or, well, hectare land, but God gives them three years harvest. Wow. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So every year is different. It's not every year that is a year of jubilee. It's not every year that is a year of release. Some years, God emphasizes the outpouring of his power amongst his children. It, some years, God emphasizes the, the, um, the insistence on holiness. Some years, God emphasizes prosperity. And, you know, the year in Year out, but regardless of how different the year is, God always crowns the year with His goodness. And I'm praying that today, in every life present here, God will crown your life with His goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a year of peace and there's a year of, of, of challenges, but God, regardless of what this year has been for you, God will crown this year with his goodness in the mighty name of Jesus. So our challenge as human beings is that we, we, we must recognize God's goodness. God's goodness must be recognized and acknowledged. God's goodness must be recognized and acknowledged. And many times we go through life, I mean, we go through life quickly and without really stopping to recognize God, God's goodness. I mean, it's a good thing in this church by God's grace. Every um, which is, well, it, it's a tradition that we continued. Every first Sunday of the month, we pause and we just say thank you to God. And, and we, we, we reflect and we say thank you to God. It's only the living that can say thank you to God. We were having a, a meeting. A meeting. There was some Small contention on, on this land this past week. And we're having a meeting. And people were raging. And the, the guy that was with us, an elderly man that was on our side, said to them, there is only the living that can fight. And everybody kept quiet. <laughs> when we are dealing with God, it's only the living it's because you're alive. That's why you can complain. It's only the living that can say thank you to God. The fact that, regardless of what you're going through, the fact that you're alive now shows that God is not done with you. Praise the name of the Lord. He is not. And that is the reason why you should say thank you. And many times we don't give the thanksgiving that is commensurate to our, our, our breakthrough or even our quest for the breakthrough. 
We, we pray for something. We have been fasting for this thing. And we pray, and we pray, and we pray. And God does it. And when God does it, many times, we just say, oh, thank you, Lord, and we just move on. And God says, that's all I get. God expects us to come back and to say, thank you, and to roll on the floor like um, my dear daughter would say, who did. And, you know, and just thank God profusely. And we shouldn't get used to, and to God doing stuff and just saying, well, thank you. And even in moving amongst us and in doing things amongst us, God, this is really God's favorite house. Praise the name of the Lord. God is alive and well here. God is doing awesome things in our lives. And many times we, 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 sh- we want to take it for granted and I pray that we will not take it for granted in Jesus' name. God chastised me, I mean, two Sundays ago, three Sundays ago. About four Sundays ago, if you remember, God gave us a word of knowledge and said that there was a, someone here, your right eye, you know, sorry, 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 and that God has healed it, right? The week after that, a lady gave a testimony that she did an operation on that eye. But on that Sunday, God has given me a problem. On that Sunday, the eye was healed. Totally. Now, of course I was happy. I just said, okay, wow, thank you, Lord. And I moved on. And I got home. And I was just going to, just, God says, that's all I get. And I was scared. You know, you know, the, the risk of that is God will say, okay, fine. Let me carry it somewhere that they would appreciate it more. And I said, no, 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 no. You don't, don't even worry. We, in gospel of house, eh? The way we dance for you, eh? Nobody else on earth can do it. Look no further, Lord. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. So I hit the street at close to midnight. Was past midnight. I hit the street and I was thanking God and thanking God and thanking God and thank just for that miracle. Thanking God and 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 thanking God. Some of us can't even remember that that happened. And it's scary. Even in our lives, the things that God does that you think is little, God wants you to thank him profusely. Sometimes we we just get used to it. After I should be promoted, why shouldn't I be promoted? Really? The people that have not been promoted for 12 years, you are better than them, that is. God expects us to thank him how? Profusely. And the text that we read says, God will, God crowns the year with his goodness. And I'm saying over everyone in this place today that God will crown this year with his goodness for you in Jesus' name. Crowning with goodness, or crowning signifies three things. What does it mean to crown? A crown signifies three things. The first thing a crown signifies, it dignifies and it adorns. It denotes honor. When, when they say, when they put a crown on your head, it's, 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 it's a sign of dignity. It, it adorns you. It's a, time, it's a sign of honor. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that before this year runs out, 
you will be dignified. You will be adorned and you will be honored in the mighty name of Jesus. God will crown this year with his goodness for you. That's the first thing a crown signifies. The second thing a crown signifies is that a crown surrounds and encloses the head. It surrounds and it encloses. You know, in Psalm 5 verse 12, when the Bible says that thou shalt surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. That same word surround is the same word crown. So I'm praying today that God will surround you with honor, surround you with favor, surround you with dignity in the mighty name of Jesus. The third thing um, a crown signifies is completeness and completion. A crown finishes and it completes. When they say that you want to crown something, it's like, it's like um, um, icing on the cake. It's like, it's like a completion of the matter. And everyone that has begun this year, Jesus doesn't come back this year. You will see 2014 in Jesus' name. Yeah. There will be a completion even on things that you began this year that appeared abandoned in the mighty name of Jesus. So God crowns the year with his goodness. He crowns the year with his goodness. So when God crowns the year with his goodness, how do we respond to God's goodness? How do we respond to God's goodness? We respond to God's goodness, well, four main ways. There may be more, but I'm going to share four. The first way we respond to God's goodness is to thank God. Is to thank him. That appeared obvious, right? But from the example I shared, sometimes we just don't. Sometimes we just don't thank God. God does something, we just don't thank him. We, we move quickly to something else. We move so fast to something else. You did something, maybe, maybe you did an exam, or you did a surgery, or you did whatever, that people, other people that have done it didn't succeed, didn't survive. But here you are, alive and well. And you say, eh? The story is told of a woman that took his son to the beach. A brother's testimony of when he would have been carried away by the water when he was 17. And, and the boy was playing, and the woman didn't want to get her feet wet, so she just stayed on the shore and was looking at the boy. And all of a sudden, a wave came and carried the boy away. And the woman pointed to God. I pay my tithe. 
I go to church. I pay offering. I do evangelism. I, <laughs> you know, sometimes we, we are very funny people. Very funny people. <laughs> and he was just saying to God, how can you allow this to happen? Then miraculously, the wave came back and washed the boy back. And the boy was even enjoying it. <laughs> and the mom, and the boy, of course, wanted to go back into the water. Of course, the mom ran and grabbed the boy. But what she said next was shocking. She said to God, where is his face cap? I had face cap before this water took him. The water has taken his face cap. Where is his face cap? And we are like that many times. God does something that, and I know we have, where is his face cap? Instead of having to, to just be thanking God for the child that was restored, many times at God's goodness, we don't stop to say thank you. Profusely enough. Profusely enough. Commensurate to how we desired the breakthrough. If the breakthrough requires you to fast and pray, maybe the testimony should require you to dance and rejoice. Maybe. Or I think it should. So, in the thanksgiving of today, when we begin to thank God and dance and give our thanksgiving offerings, you will just watch the person beside you. If they are not dancing, you know that, didn't you hear the sermon? Just tell them, Madam, did you not hear the sermon? Dance before God. Rejoice before your maker. Give thanks to the God that has spared you and has kept you in spite of the pain. With all that we are, if we are anything at all, with all that we have, if we have anything at all, we come before this God and we rejoice before him. Psalm 136 verse 1 says, by now many of us can quote it by heart, oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Why should you give thanks to the Lord? For he is good. His mercy endures forever. He crowns the year with his goodness. He is good. And when you complain, you can't see the good. When you complain, you, you can't see the good. When you complain. There's a picture I saw of, of a boy, you know. You can put up the picture now. And the mother and father walking. Says, never complain about the things your parents could not give you. It was probably all they had. Look at the feet of the mother. Look at the feet of the father. 
At least he had two pairs of a pair of shoes on his two legs. One donated by his father, and one donated by his mother. And to a terrible thing if the child is complaining. Oh, but my mates, these shoes are not even identical. <laughs> but my mates are wearing identical shoes. But that's all they have. Complaining blocks our eyes from seeing the good. From seeing how the sacrifices, the people around us have made. There were two, two men I mean, playing golf, an elderly man and a younger man. And, and the younger man had a caddy. The, the caddy is the man, the person that carries the golf um, clubs and all that. And the elderly man was eating his strokes, you know, he was on par. The younger man, of course, was too anxious and was maybe eating a double buggy and all that. And began to complain. Began to complain. And, you know, sometimes when things are not going well, we turn to the closest person to us, right? <laughs> and we vent our frustration on the person. When it has nothing to do with the person. So he just was abusing this caddy. I mean, the guy carrying his golf calls that, Oh, it's distracting him. He's not putting the bag in the right place. In fact, after the ninth hole, he just sacked the guy. That the guy should get out, you know? You know? And he was like, and the good caddies in this place. And the old man says, oh, I want to tell you a story about a, a caddy called William. He says, okay. And he told him about how William came in and had a bad leg and was a caddy for a, some guy that was a medical doctor. And the medical doctor, I mean, treated his leg. And how William was very good, served the doctor, served everyone that has won a major tournament and all that and all that and all that. And the, the younger man said, ah, and then Williams in this world to come and, you know, do this job. And the old man said, the man you sent away was Williams. <laughs> the same guy that carried the bag for world champs was not good enough to carry your bag. Because you're ungrateful. Praise the name of the Lord. And uh, you see, and you, we, when things, when we, when, we, when we begin to blame people around us, we should just really just stop and check. Gratitude, they say, is, is what it, it's like a test berry. A test berry is, 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 I don't know if it exists, it's something that once you put it in your mouth, every other thing that comes in is sweet. Even if you drink Agbo, you know what Agbo is. <laughs> Some of you don't know Agbo. Ah! In those days, if we block our nose, I'll pour the thing down the. Agbo is medical herbs, as in for stuff. Very bitter. Thanksgiving is life's taste berry. It's life's taste berry. It makes every other thing that comes in after sweet. And, and your gratitude reveals your source. Your gratitude or your lack of it reveals your source. 
When something happens to you and you go before God and you say thank you, what does that say? It reveals your source. It shows that what? God is your source. But some feel that they are self-made. So they don't thank anybody. I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made millionaire. The truth is that there's nothing like that. You are just an ungrateful man. There's no one that has gotten to where they are that somebody did not help along the way. And that God did not send somebody to help along the way. So how can you be self-made? But also, erroneously, some feel without this man, I cannot be who God has called me to be. Without this man in my life, or without this woman that has been helping me, this is my helper. Have you heard that before? You have only one helper. And his name is who? Jesus. Never make man your helper. Cost is he that puts in trust in flesh, in the harm of flesh. When you do that, you are, on, you are bringing yourself under a curse. Arm of flesh will fail you. Your source is God. Everybody say, my source is God. My source is God. And God is my source. Say it. God is my source. Yes, I'm grateful for people that God has brought along the way to help me. And I will thank them. But my glory and my gratitude belongs to God and God alone. There's something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. There is something that makes me come into your presence, my, my helper. My helper. is to say thank you to God. Our second response to God's goodness is to get closer to God. Is to get closer to God. Romans chapter 2 verse 4. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to what? 
Repentance. God will crown this year with goodness for you in Jesus' name. However, the goodness of God leads you to what? To repentance. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. The goodness of God should make you closer to God. Should get you and bring you closer to God. We should let the goodness of God draw us closer to God. And, and you know, the, 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 the writer here, which is Paul, I believe, in the NLT, he says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, there was a wonderfully kind, how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? God has been good to you. Does that mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? And sin is what separates you from God. So his kindness is supposed to make you closer to God. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't respond to kindness. It's sad. But God is saying we should respond to kindness. Some people only respond to terror. Some people don't respond to kindness. They only respond to the terror of God. Oh, then they will come to church. Oh, then they will be praying. Oh, but God is saying, no, I want you to respond to my kindness. I'm crowning this year with goodness. And my goodness should bring you closer to me. Closer to me. I, I, I remember I was, I was dating a lady, I mean, before I got married to my wife. And, and you know, I thought I was going to get married to her, but God delivered me. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now, now when, the, when the relationship went south for some strange reason, unexplainable, she's a good person, very good person in my, by my estimation. You know, in fact, my friend got married to, to her. My friend came to ask me, okay, you are done, right? What do you think? I said, yeah, 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 she's a good girl. And, you know, I give you my blessing. <laughs> now they have three children, praise God. <laughs> but, but the key thing is this. When that relationship went out, what was I going to say? Okay, I remember now. <laughs> good. <laughs> a lady came to me, some pastor's wife. And she said, oh, because she assumed I was the one that broke the relationship, which was not true. You know, and she said, hmm, Pastor Femi, I've been watching, oh, brother, whatever, I wasn't a pastor, Femi, I've been watching how you have been, you go and pick her, you open the door for her, you'll be doing gentility, gentility. I say, ah, we women, we like men slapping us once in a while. <laughs> Since me, I was just watching you, all this, your uh, lover boy. She, you can see, it's not taking you anywhere. I, I, you know, and I thought about it, that's a pastor's wife. So what does that tell me? His husband has been, uh, whew, 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 whew. and she actually likes it. And she actually feels that she, she needed to be controlled. 
and brought under submission. And unfortunately, that's how some people are. They don't respond to kindness. They don't respond to goodness. They don't respond to benevolence. They only respond to terror. I said to her, okay, well, sorry, I'm not like that. I will find a lady that will respond to that. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> and the key thing is this. As children of God, we shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't be like that. Paul is saying, don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? I know a man that he only has major problems in his marriage when he's really nice to his wife. I'm telling you. That is when she gives him hell. That ought not to be so. Praise the name of the Lord. That ought not to be so. As children of God, that ought not to be so. The kindness and the goodness of God should bring us what? Closer to God. Closer to God. Number three, how do we respond to God's goodness? Number one, we respond to God's goodness by? Thanking God. Number two, we respond to God's goodness by? Getting closer to God. Number three, we respond to God's goodness by increasing our goodness to one another. By increasing our goodness to one another. They who obtain mercy should show mercy. And it's an unbroken chain. Why? Because blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. And they that have obtained mercy should show mercy so that they can obtain, so that they can show, so that they can obtain. So that is how to keep an unbroken chain of blessedness in your life. You've received the kindness and the goodness of God. God wants you to respond. God wants you to respond. Have we run out of space? You can ask the male workers to stand up kindly for people to sit down. God wants you to respond to his goodness by showing goodness to other people. Has God been good to you? How do you respond? Be good to other people. Increase your goodness to another person. Ephesians 5.1 Ephesians 5.1 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are is their children. You should what? Imitate God. God is showing goodness. God is crowning this year with goodness. What should you be doing? You should be imitating him. 
Everybody that knows you, you should crown the year with goodness, which is why the culture of giving in December is a fantastic culture. Some say, oh, ah, we have to cut the budget. Don't cut any budget. Give. Everybody say, give. give. Don't cut the budget. If you put these pants on people's faces in December, you say, oh, ah, this December, ah, things, I know, you have to cut it. Don't cut the budget. Cut every other budget. But don't cut the budget of putting smiles in people's faces. You also crown this year with goodness for others. Praise the name of the Lord. So how to respond to the goodness of God? Number one. Number one. Thank God. Number two. Get closer to God. Number three. Increase our goodness to one another. Number four, how to respond to the goodness of God. Number four is we face the future with confidence. Our response to the goodness of God is we are able to face the future with confidence. Our response to the goodness of God, God's going to wrap this year with his goodness, is that we'll face 2014 with confidence. Praise the name of the Lord. Some people are afraid, oh, it's because they are not sitting down and acknowledging the goodness of God. Once you've acknowledged the goodness of God, it emboldens you to face the future with confidence. God said, I will hold you even in old age. Even in old age, you will still be fruitful. Praise the name of the Lord. So the goodness of God boosts our confidence to face the future. Because Jesus is alive, we can face, we can face tomorrow. God says to people that he works with, he says, I am the God of Abraham. The God of, come on, Isaac and the God of, why does he do that? I have been good to Abraham. I have been good to Isaac. I have been good to Jacob. I have a track record of goodness. I will be good to you, Femi Monet. That's what he's saying. I'll be good to you. I have been good to Abraham. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. When he's revealing himself to a new generation, he goes back to the generation of people he has, he has had covenant with. And he's saying, look at how Abraham ended. Look at Isaac. Abraham was great. The Bible recorded. Isaac was very great. Jacob, the Bible says, was exceedingly great. If Abraham was great, Isaac was great, Jacob was exceedingly great. And he goes all the way to Jesus Jesus was exceedingly, 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 exceedingly great. The minko. <laughs> Exponentially great. Praise the name of And you also, because I mean, you come through the, the lineage of Abraham through Christ. So we are able to face the future with confidence. The goodness of God, it makes us face the future with confidence. In in some studies, some for, sorry, 1 Samuel 18.37. 1 Samuel 18.37. This was David. David facing, about to face Goliath. 
And Saul was trying to convince him that you are a small guy. You cannot face this guy. And David said something totally profound, even though he was a small boy. He said, the lion came. I killed it. The bear came. I killed it. That same God that delivered the lion into my hands, the bear into my hand, we deliver this uncircumcised Philistine into my hand. David was saying, because God was good with the lion, he was good with the bear, God will be good in taking out his Goliath. So the goodness of God boosts our confidence to take the future and to take hold of the future. And it is so important that we stop and check and be grateful to God. Because our future depends on it. Our future depends on it. So God will wrap this year up with his goodness for you in Jesus' name. How do you respond to God's goodness? Number one, thank God. Number two, get closer to God. Number three, increase our goodness to others. Number four, we are able to face the future with confidence. So you see that gratitude is key. So as I, I close with this story. Um, there's a lake in, in the U.S. called Lake, lake Michigan. And the lake is very huge. It's, <laughs> if you look at it from, from the shore, you think it's an ocean, you know? Think it's an ocean. And the, the lake has storms and, you know, just like an ocean world. And there was a time, long time ago, I think, 18-something, real life story, a boat carrying about 400 people capsized in the ocean, in, well, in the lake. Capsized in the lake. And less than 100 people survived. In other words, over 300 people died. Now, a young boy of 16 was at the, at the shore because the ship was about a mile to the shore. Even though it was about a mile to the shore, the, the ship, you know, capsized. And the boy, the weather was raging. The weather was not favorable at all. The storm was raging. And the boy jumped into the um, lake. And he would go get one mile, save one person, go back, save another person. I think he saved about 17 or 19 people. By the time he got to the 17 or 19 person, he couldn't use his legs anymore. He couldn't even get up. And of course, because medical science was limited at the time, he lost the use of his legs for life. So it was on the wheelchair. And on his 18th birthday, two years after the incident, you know, he was asked, what is the one thing 
that struck you the most about that event? You know, you think we talk about the heroic act and all that. He said, of the 19 people that I saved, not one person came back to say thank you. 18-year-old boy, not one person came back. If one person had come back, I would be, at least I lost my leg for, for something. It was crippled for life. Not one person came back to say thank you. Does that sound familiar? Isn't it that happened to Jesus? You know, doesn't that happen to us? Or rather, don't we, don't, we, don't we treat God like that sometimes? Just to come back and say thank you. It's a big deal for some people. They rather move on to, to God. They rather look for the next breakthrough. They rather look for the next anointing. Just to come back and say thank you. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. I want you to just say thank you to the Lord. From your heart. Let's say, Father, I thank you. 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 If you are here, you are not born again. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You are swimming in sin as it were. Or, or you used to be born again, you are backsliding. And the word of God to you is that the, the, the goodness of God should lead you closer to God. The goodness of God should, should bring you to repentance. The goodness of God should bring you to repentance. I say, Pastor, I want to respond to God's goodness. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I want to pray with you wherever you are. You don't need to come forward. That is me. Where you are seated, put up your hand now over your head. Quickly. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well. Well. At the back. Don't just point and put it down. Keep it up. God bless you. God bless you right there. God bless you right there. Put it up. Put it up high. If you are on the internet, the instructions are scrolling. God bless you. Put up that hand. Keep it up until they put a card in your hand. God bless you right there at the back. God bless you. I can see that hand. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. I need to respond to the goodness of God. God bless you. God has been good to me. But instead, I have been running from him. This goodness should lead to intimacy with God. I want to come back to God. That is me. Put up your hand now over your head. I will pray together. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. I see the hand, sir. God bless you. If you have the card, you can put down your hand and begin to talk to God. That is me. Put up the hand and receive the card. I'm here to say how much I love you. I'm here to say how much I have done. Say, I adore you. I adore you.
Father, in the name of Jesus, that you cleanse them totally from their sins and you reveal yourself to them. Lord, change their lives totally. Let your presence be tangible in their lives. Crown this year with your goodness for them and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.